Do you like the world to be arranged in an orderly fashion, or do you prefer the chaos of the random? Either way, if you are looking to increase your productivity, consider that April 26th is Get Organized Day. That's according to several websites set up to tell us what day it is. None of them can tell us the origins of this day. Yet, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals celebrate on May 20th, which is not today. But let the countdown begin. I'm Sean Tubbs. On today's program, Albemarle County supervisors will hold a budget public hearing tonight. Last week, supervisors were briefed on a $2.9 million plan to upgrade athletic fields at Dardentau Park. The six elected officials also signal they will hire another person to work on affordable housing six months earlier than expected. Charlottesville seeks applicants for boards and commissions. Albemarle will pay members of some boards more money for their service. And ranked choice voting in Albemarle County will have to wait until 2025. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, the Rivanna Conservation Alliance wants wildlife and nature photographers to enter their second annual photography contest. The RCA wants high-resolution photos related to the Rivanna watershed, and the winning entries will be displayed at the 2023 Rivanna Riverfest on May 20th. The two categories are 16 and under, and those over the age of 17. You can send in two entries, and the work may be used to supplement Rivanna Conservation Alliance publications. The deadline of May 1st is fast approaching, so now is the time to get organized. For more information, visit rivannariver.org. After six work sessions and multiple town halls, the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors will hold the public hearing tonight on the $551.5 million total budget for fiscal year 2024. To get a sense of what's changed since the budget was introduced on February 22nd, I thought I would go through the final work session from the April 19th meeting. Andy Bowman, Albemarle's chief of budget, said there were four main topics— these were the status of investment in athletic fields, a discussion of county investments in affordable housing, compensation for members of boards and commissions, and tax relief for the elderly and disabled. The first three of these are now segments in today's newsletter that you're just about to hear, and I hope to get to the fourth in another installment. I'd like to be able to get to a lot more in this newsletter, and I'd love to be publishing daily because there's enough happening for you to know about, but that's for the future. For now, in the newsletter, there is a list of articles that I have been able to write about the budget process this year. Go take a look. But for now, let's go back to the April 19th, 2023 work session, and let's start with athletic fields. The recommended budget for this year included funding over five years for two grass fields at the new Biscuit Run Park. Andy Bowman is the chief of budget for Albemarle County. This would be a total project of $3.9 million uh, with con design and construction that would take place with those fields beginning in fiscal year 26. As it stands, Albemarle currently has nine athletic fields, not including the 32 athletic fields operated by Albemarle County Schools. 
At a previous work session, supervisors asked if there were options to invest in more fields, including an upgrade of the four fields at Dardentau Park. Bowman said staff consulted with the firm Kimley Horn to develop a plan for the board to consider. Uh, we worked to uh, create what we call a Dardentau rebuild project. We would take these fields one at a time, and first those fields would be uh, stripped of the existing turf, turf from the field. The fields would then be regraded to ensure better drainage, and then the soil would be tested to assess if the right kind of grass would grow. Uh, once that was done, uh, we would then have new irrigation and high-performance sod that would be installed, again, grass. And then the final step in the process would be allowing those fields to rest for one year, so they would be taken offline for an extended period. The fields could then be better maintained for long-term use. This time last year, the board stalemated on a plan to build fields at Dardentau with synthetic turf. Bowman said this grass project would cost $2.9 million, with 800000 of that coming from the city of Charlottesville. Supervisor Ned Galloway had supported synthetic turf fields at Dardentau, in part because he said that would allow fields to be more reliable and recover more quickly. He wanted assurance that the grass scheme would work. So I saw that there was a high-performance sod. I saw the regrading for drainage, but then also some sort of drainage underneath. While I don't believe that it would achieve the same thing as artificial turf would have achieved in terms of those items, how does it? How can you give me confidence that it will increase it over what we have now? Parks and Recreation Director Bob Krickenberger was on hand to answer and said that fields at Biscuit Run will help fill in the gaps while Dardentau fields are restored. The fields have not had this level of maintenance in probably 25 years. They're, they're just really compacted. Um, we're not even sure that when they were constructed that the, the best uh, topsoil and material was used at that time. So over the period of time, they're beat. They're beat up. Supervisor Ann Malik had been against the turf fields and said she was grateful for this plan that would cost the county about $16,000 a year in maintenance once the upgrade is complete. Once they are restored, we will be making a commitment mm -hmm. to maintenance and to getting you the staff that you need to do the job, and I'm really in support of that. I'm sure there will be more on this topic tonight at the public hearing. The Board of Supervisors adopted a strategic plan last year, which serves as the underpinning of the draft budget for fiscal year 2024. And one of the takeaways and the themes of this budget has been there have been some objectives which are really about taking our existing resources and work plans and seeing those through. There are also those objectives where this is we really need to add additional resources to move those forward. Bowman said housing is a topic in the middle, with an existing plan, as well as the need for new personnel to help the county implement an affordable dwelling ordinance. Over time, the workload for the county's housing policy manager has moved to one more of policy development rather than doing the work. In January, the county hired a temporary worker to manage community development block grants from the federal government. The proposed budget anticipates a new full-time employee devoted to affordable housing beginning in January of 2024. But if the board wanted to go further than the proposed budget, an option would be to look at accelerating that position start from January up to July uh, to allow that person to get trained and onboarded sooner. Bowman said that would come at a cost of $55,000. 
Kaki Dimmick is Albemarle's director of social services. She said she would gladly accept an additional employee earlier, but cautioned against expecting one full-time equivalent to be able to solve the policy hurdles the county is experiencing with the long time it is taking to craft an ordinance to require that affordable housing units be built. I do think that there is also a threshold that once some of these messier issues are resolved and we then we're into implementation, it's much more straightforward. And the FDE position that's in the budget for fiscal year 24 will be able to move that needle considerably. Supervisors agreed to advance the housing position forward by six months, and that will be in the budget that they will vote on on May 3rd. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in this second subscriber-supported shout-out, Charlottesville Community Bikes believes that bicycles can be a means to social change, addressing issues of equity, access, and inclusion. They provide free bikes to adults who need one and have a special program that provides free bikes to children. Want to learn more or support their work? One way is to check out the silent auction that is currently underway right now to raise money for the organization. Visit charlottesvillecommunitybikes.org to learn more. We are back from the break, but let's take another quick break from the Albemarle Supervisor Budget Work Session from April 19th for a quick story from the city of Charlottesville. So you've read this newsletter or listened to this podcast for a while, or maybe you just started. Either way, perhaps you'd like to have a chance of being in the newsletter. One way to potentially do that is to get yourself appointed to a board or commission in the city of Charlottesville. Applications are open now, as we learn from a press release that went out this morning. We believe it is not only the right, but the responsibility of interested and capable citizens to become engaged in local government policy by advising city council on important community-related issues. There is a wide range of vacancies from the Charlottesville Development Block Grant Task Force to the Vendor Appeals Board. Other openings are on the Charlottesville Affordable Housing Fund Committee, the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority Board, the Historic Resources Committee, and the Jefferson Area Community Criminal Justice Board. The current round of applications is due on June 9th for appointments to be made at the June 20th council meeting. You can visit the city's website for more information on how to apply, as well as for a full list of openings. Applications are not being taken for the Planning Commission at this time, but the terms of Commissioner Rory Stolzenberg and Hosea Mitchell expire on August 31st of this year. Now, back to two more segments from the Albemarle County Budget Work Session from April 19th. There are five boards or commissions in Albemarle County for which the members get paid a small stipend. These include the Architectural Review Board, the Board of Zoning Appeals, the Equalization Board, and the Albemarle Planning Commission. The Fire Prevention Board of Appeals is the same body as the Board of Building Code Appeals, and they get paid as well. Last week, supervisors were briefed on a recommendation to increase these stipends for these positions. Bowman noted that two other boards also have members who are paid. 
I will note that the electoral board members also receive compensation, but that is set by the General Assembly. And the Albemarle County School Board members receive compensation, and that's approved by the school board, so not the Board of Supervisors. Bowman said there have been no adjustments to the stipend since 2000. Staff is suggesting raising compensation by the same percentage level that the Board of Supervisors' salaries have been increased since 2000. That's a nearly 77% rise. That would have a total budget impact of just over $28,000, and that could be funded via the reserve for contingencies. Supervisors were also asked if they would support moving to an annual increase for these positions. Supervisor Donna Price of the Scottsville District said she supported both components. The catch-up to bring them, the, these individuals, up to comparability, but also including in here that it will be part of the future process so we don't run into this gap in the future. The change will require an update to the county ordinance in order to be fully implemented. At the tail end of the April 19th work session, supervisors asked if they had any other items to bring up. Supervisor Chair Donna Price had two items. First one, ranked choice voting. Where do we stand in terms of any expenses related to ranked choice voting if the board were to proceed with that this um, fiscal year or uh, moving forward? Last November, supervisors were told the county would not be ready for that change in time for the June 20th, 2023 primary. County Executive Jeffrey Richardson said there is still a possibility of having the reform in place this year. At least it's fiscally possible. From a budgetary standpoint, the staff been working and we would approximate that if the Board of Supervisors were to uh, ask for ranked choice, choice voting, the earliest you could do it would be November. And that is in fiscal year 24. It's going to be approximately $65,000. A final decision did not have to be made at the April 19th meeting. However, Price said she would not support ranked choice voting for the second of two elections this calendar year. Not having ranked choice voting in the primary and then going to ranked choice voting in the general election, which I don't believe would give us sufficient time to fully educate the population. Price is not seeking a second term this year in the Scottsville district, but Supervisor B. Lepisto-Kirtley will be on the ballot in the Rivanna district for a second term. She also does not support making the switch this year. I, I just think it takes a lot of time to prepare people for this so that they have a, a good level of understanding. Supervisors reach consensus it would be better to begin use of ranked choice voting at the primary level, but that was not ready in time for this year's election. Price ran out of time and did not ask her second question. If you do a search on news.google.com for Albemarle Athletic Fields, you won't find a story about the plan discussed by supervisors to upgrade the fields at Darden Town. But you may find one in a few days as other information outlets write about the topic. Where'd they get the idea? Possibly me. Your paid subscription to Town Crier Productions helps improve the information ecosystem in our community because I write everything in the hope that others will follow. As much as I want to write it all, I can't do so. With more paid subscriptions, I do hope to eventually hire people. And if you pay through Substack, Ting will match your initial subscription, making that more likely. Thank you to Ting. 
And if you sign up for Ting at a link in the newsletter and enter the promo code COMMUNITY, you will get free installation, a second month for free, a $75 gift card to the downtown mall, and my appreciation. Thanks to Rocky for the incidental music in the podcast, which of course is finished by this end of the song. (laughs) 